The a priorian proof of God rests on three propositions. 1. Science is the search for truth. 2. Evangelism is the seeking after God. 3. God is truth. If science wishes to get closer to the truth scientists must reconcile with evangels. If evangels wish to make greater progress towards God, they need to adopt the methods of science. Science and evangelism are dependent on each other. United they become a scientific proof of God and a way to build a glorious civilization. Scientists and evangels will both dispute my claims and criticize the definitions tendered. Neither will see the need or importance of the other in their work. Empiricists may argue that science is not seeking truth because no one knows what the truth is. This is a pedantic and argumentative and contradictory claim. If we do not know what truth is, we cannot search for it, that is true, but we would not know when we have found truth either. We know the truth when we see it, may not be a sophisticated statement, but it is not far from the truth either. When we cannot demonstrate a statement to be a lie, the only recourse we have is to assume it to be the truth. The accused may be innocent until proven guilty, but everything a suspect says is assumed to be a lie until proven to be true. Perhaps we ought to apply this same kind of thinking to politicians. You are innocent of a crime until we prove, what we assume, that you lied. Scientists, it is argued, believe science is the pursuit and application of knowledge and understanding of the natural and social world following a systematic methodology based on evidence. Scientific methodology includes the following, objective observation, measurement and data, possibly although not necessarily using mathematics as a tool. Science does have a method but a method without an objective or empirically demonstrable means of validation is an odd method for science to follow. A simpler expression of the above definition is to describe science as a method of acquiring knowledge. Knowledge in this case being defined as information that has been verified trustworthy using the methods of science. Science is however both a noun and a verb which causes some confusion. Science refers to the knowledge accumulated in the pursuit of knowledge. Knowledge that does not aid in the pursuit and accumulation of knowledge is probably not what is generally understood as knowledge, by scientists at least. The point or purpose of knowledge is defined by its ability to uncover new facts. That includes the ability of a scientific proposition to indicate where new facts might be uncovered. But if all of this does not come down to a search for truth, it is difficult to know what is taking place, as people do science. A scientific theory is rated more on its usefulness in generating new leads than its truthfulness. There are scientists who feel the best definition of science is as a method of asking testable questions based on a hypothesis. Being testable means that the question is posed in a way that opens up the possibility of finding new testable knowledge. In this understanding science is a body of testable ideas. This definition is not what it seems. Because in practice what science is doing is seeking a coherent narrative.
A testable hypothesis is validated by the density of the connections it has with what is heretofore unknown. Science is a process of validation in which truth is defined by the coherency of the scientific discoveries made. All of this is moot if knowledge is grounded in emotion and subjective impressions. Indeed, truth is and must be a measure of a proposition or facts, usefulness. A statement that is devoid of information is an opinion, not an expression of something that is true. The experiment determines that the observation is a valid one, but the interpretation of the observation must fit with the established truth. Truth is validated and verifiable. Science as an activity formulates hypotheses that can be validated through testing. Science is a search for truth because what it is doing is creating truth. Science establishes what is true and does this because it seeks and accumulates truth. When we work to seek the truth and extract it from untruth and separate truth from lies, we are doing science. There is formal science as there are professional tradesmen. But the citizen that builds a house is as much a carpenter and builder as the man who makes his living building homes. We can be scientists without a degree or paycheck from an accredited organization. In the search for truth, we have to realize there are two kinds of truth. These two sorts of truth are not compatible. We have to acknowledge there are two groups each pushing their version of the truth. Some truth is synthetic and other truths are analytic. It will confuse the discussion if we do not keep in mind we might at any point in the discussion be talking about one form of truth and not the other. Which brings us to evangelism. Evangelism is naturally considered a Bible-based activity centered on declaring the good news that Christ is the Savior. But this is not a tenable position to take if the claim is to have any meaning. We are not talking about Bill being the fisherman that caught the world's largest trout. Evangels are not akin to publicists. People do not look at the implications of words enough. Christ the Savior is not devoid of implications for science. Scientists are men and the activity of men must be impacted by Jesus as Savior. Even the saying, will make you fishers of men, casts a shadow over the scientific community. Science pulls people in, not just in the doing of science, but in the thinking and results of science. If evangels are concerting people to God and scientists converting people to the scientific method, do they conflict or are they brothers in arms? Technology is a product of science, and it changes lives, but to what end? The ultimate product of science is a consolidation of all thought into what is called a theory of everything, toe. It is possible to lay out the parameters of a toe. There are certain conditions which must be met if a theory is to fulfill the conditions of a toe. These parameters can be predicted because a toe must either encompass the idea or invalidate it. Ultimately, it is a theory that encompasses all truth and excludes all lies. It creates a division in society. We can predict what would have to be within its parameters and what would be rejected. 
Perhaps the most fundamental and notable impact of a toe is that there would cease to be a distinction between the hard and soft sciences, otherwise known as the experimental and humanities. If a single theory explains everything, it has to do it as a hard, experimental science and do it in a verifiable way. Therefore, we know the toe will have the form of experimental science. The humanities, as soft sciences, will cease to exist. A toe consolidates all sciences under one umbrella or field of study. The distinction between religion, economics, and politics would cease to exist. These are not just bodies of knowledge, they are fields of study in the humanities. The theory linking all three would be in the form of an experimental science or part of one. It is obvious a new business model would have to emerge as part of this theory. The existent business models, or political systems, are too closely allied with a particular and flawed worldview that the theory of everything would replace. No toe could exist and leave the division between science and religion. We can predict that with a toe the distinction between science and faith would be eliminated. Individuals may speculate whether a toe would put an end to religion or prove God exists, but one or the other would have to happen and would happen. A smaller but still significant change would be that mankind would see a total rift in the fabric of reality take place. This is not such a direct change as it might seem. The outlines of it already exist. The two groups in the two realities barely understand each other and do little but talk past each other. The point is that in consolidating all of the disparate elements that make up society, one or the other group's assumptions would be confirmed but the other group's vision of reality would be discredited. This hardly means everyone on the losing side would embrace the theory. It only means they would lack the means to refute it. The division between what is called the left and right would deepen and the two groups would become permanently polarized in an absolute sense. They would become mirror images of each other. One would only need to be clear on what you believe to know that the other side believed the opposite. There would no longer be any dialogue between left and right and at some point, in time, it would be realized the two groups could not coexist. In speaking about a theory of everything, we are talking about a redefinition and a clash of two realities. A toe would create a conception of reality totally incompatible with the conventional way of seeing things. But this way of seeing things would not be a middle-of-the-road idea. Such a theory would validate an ideology but in so doing would perfect it. In so perfecting a way of thinking the theory would drive a wedge between those who adhere to this kind of thinking and those who had already rejected it. Without this being achieved a toe has not been attained. We have already seen the reality of this division. A toe would either confirm the secular view of reality or the religious one. The question is what sort of form the religion would need to have if it was to be part of a toe. The point is people would realize there was no God or there was a God. This conclusion would be as intrinsic to the scientific landscape as evidence for gravity. In short, 
One cannot claim to have a toe while laying aside such fundamental questions as the existence of God. Scientific evangelism predictably predicts that the toe will come down on the side of God, but not just God, the toe will substantiate the existence of the biblical God. The toe will be a Christian theory. On the surface it might seem impossible to predict such a thing. Indeed, the odds appear to be against Christianity occupying such a position. There are so many religions, and the secular worldview could win out. But the belief all claimants have an equal chance of winning the starring role fails to understand the parameters that need to be met to create a single, unifying theory. A theory grounded in laws will never meet the parameters of a toe. A toe based on a legal system would necessarily exclude the biblical God. The two are not compatible. If the toe omits law, then legalism is dead. But secularism and all religions are law-based. Christianity is a faith not a religion. A religion is a way of life based on ethics or rights that define good and bad. The question must be asked, however. Why must law-based solutions be abandoned if we wish to arrive at a toe? A reasonable question, but we need to observe that if we reject the possibility of an ethical toe the only option open to us is faith and that means a theory founded on Christianity. If we say a theory of everything will be law-based, we must guess at what group will be highlighted and which ones repudiated. The answer is not obvious. Will Islam or Judaism or the Jehovah Witnesses be the source of this theory or some other group? It seems impossible to pick an ethics that will win out because this has not happened. Were ethics be discovered to be the source of a toe it would mean that religion would need to repudiate their present understanding of the truth. A law-based religion in its present form is not a toe and it cannot be transformed into a universal solution without dramatic changes occurring, inconsistent with its present doctrines. A law is always subjective in its substance and importance. If it were claimed all laws stem from the law of gravitation, the claim would lack objectivity. There is no rational basis on which to select one law or system of laws over another. Even if a toe was derived from the law of gravitation, that does not preclude the possibility of a better theory being derived from some other or heretofore unknown law. In other words, such a theory would not divide the world in a substantial way, but merely provide one more thing to argue over. The point is the division that must be created for a toe to exist, already is visible if we connect the toe to Christianity and more importantly, to a proof of God. Evangelism is a proof of God in that if we follow God, we see measurable changes in our life. The church, in operation, is a proof of God and in fact, the application of a theory of everything. God is the answer to all of our problems. These answers are bundled into the organizational structure of the church. But we have to build the church to make use of the solutions. This is where evangelicals come in. It is where science comes in. The church constitutes a scientific experiment to prove the existence of God.
The proof of God must be a theory of everything. God as the highest, most perfect of all conceptions, cannot be a partial answer. Scientific evangelism not only brings science and evangelism together, in operation it produces a toe, a scientific proof of God and answers to all of mankind's pressing problems in the humanities.